Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, Building Empires, Momentum in Life and Business. It's with me, your host, Sharon Gutierrez. I am a marketing coach, best-selling author, tech founder, and inspirational speaker. This is going to be the raw, real life, behind the scenes of how I have built and I am building my empire, which started from nothing. If you've ever felt different, out of place, or alone in this journey, I got you. My goal is to show up and share the energy and the how-tos of how to build momentum in life and business. Let's go. Hey guys, it is me. I'm here for another episode. Last time I had Mary Despe on, it was super fun. And like, while you guys know, I don't actually do a lot of guest interviews. I was like super excited to have someone on today. This is our first podcast interview, but I would like you guys to meet Chimo. She is the intern that's been working with, um, students and startups. So I've been working with her all summer. It's been such a pleasure meeting her, connecting with her. I'm so inspired by like her work ethic. She's so smart and wonderful. I don't know what I'm going to do with her after the 10 weeks is over, but yeah, Chimo introduce and tell us a little bit about you as a person. Okay. Hey guys. Um, first of all, I love working with Sharon. Like I'll just start there. Like <laughs> it's been so amazing. She's like, so intelligent and like I just feel like I'm learning so much even more than I expected to learn so that has been amazing but yeah I'm Chimo I'm originally from Nigeria but I go to college in Houston in Rice University um yeah I'm currently going to my junior year so yeah I'm still in college and yeah I'm gonna be I've, I've been interning for Pretty Simple this summer and like I said it's been amazing like so good <laughs> Oh, I love that. So tell me a little bit about, so you said you're from Nigeria, but you're going to school in Houston. How does someone start, like, you know, grow up in Nigeria and end up in Houston? Yeah, so um, I grew up in Nigeria, and this isn't, coming for, like, to college here isn't actually my first time of being in the U.S. Mm-hmm. My family would, once in a while, like, come over here for summer, and, like, we have family in, like, different states, so we'll go see them and, like, do some summer stuff. Um, but I've never, like, obviously actually lived here um, so coming in, I came, I started college like during COVID, like in 2020, mm-hmm. right at the heart of COVID. Oh, so it was definitely like a lot harder than average because it was harder to make friends. I basically would like take classes in my room all the time. Like oh, there was yeah. never like, anything happening on campus. There weren't people on campus. Most people were at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty difficult to make friends. And I think also feeling I... The culture shock was a lot. I feel like I didn't really expect to have as much of a culture shock, especially Mm -hmm. because like growing up, like I'm not like I do watch TV and like see America. Like I feel like we we're very in tune with the social media. There's internet, there's TV, and we're I'm very I'm I'm very exposed to like American culture and just everything about it. So I thought that like my awareness of it was gonna be helpful you know but it's very different when you're aware of something and when you're living in something and having to like um like place your life in kind of like you're existing now in that culture it's completely different so um yeah it was a bit hard socially um I would usually just I mean I think like the freshmen in like a school try to you know have lunch together and like do stuff together but Mm -hmm. I feel that sometimes like I would just feel out of place and I just resorted to like going to my room and just having lunch in my room on my own because I was like oh I don't really know I feel kind of out of place so Mm -hmm. I struggled a lot of that but also apart from like socially I feel like I struggled academically too because Mm -hmm. 
the system was really different. So in Nigeria, we used the British system and the Nigerian system. Mm -hmm. So that was what I was used to. And that's completely different from the American system. So I was, I kind of felt like, oh my God. Primary difference between like the British and Nigerian system versus the US system. What's the difference? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like the American system is very direct. It's like, in the way they ask like, their questions and exams, it's completely different. Like the British system would expect you to like explain and would like like a lot of words, mm-hmm. it's, you know, but then the American system is like, just go straight to the point. I think they're both um, applicable. Like they, they both, it's not like you actually get to apply it into stuff, but like it's in a different way. They want you to apply it differently. Sure, um, sure. Yeah, so I had to kind of get used to that. So I felt like I was dumber than everyone in my classes. I was like, why am I struggling to figure out something I knew I've kind of learned before? Cause I was thinking, oh yeah, I forgot to say my major is economics. Yes. Um, yeah, my major is economics. So, and I really have liked economics, like, you know, right from high school. So in like my first economics class, I was like, why am I struggling with this? Like, you know, I really like this class. I've done like some of these topics before. Why is it so difficult? So it made me feel like dumb, mm-hmm. but um yeah I think like what helped me through that process was first I talked to like my parents a lot and like I just had to put myself out there and what I did actually was to start like finding spaces where I felt most comfortable and starting off there so Mm -hmm. there's like an African student association at my school and so I inserted myself there a lot more because I found that it was a way to ease me into you know the new culture because it's like I still get to experience a bit of my culture like from back home and also like learn how to exist within like the American culture. Um, So yeah, that was kind of like what helped me. And I feel like now I feel a lot more comfortable in like spaces, you know, with, yeah, non-Nigerians, honestly, like. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Do you feel like um, there's a difference in just like communication style? I know like in the US we're known for being like so forward and direct with everything. Is that similar to how you communicated back home in Nigeria? Or is it like very similar? Yeah, you know, it's very interesting because I actually learned about this in one of my classes. I know that um, African cultures tend to be more like communal. And when they talk, they it's when they communicate, it's not like direct. Mm-hmm. But I would say I actually feel like Nigerians are pretty direct. If anything, mm-hmm. I feel like I try to not sound direct so that I sound polite. I feel like whenever I say things, I'm scared that people will think I'm not polite because I'm too direct in the way I said it. Yeah. which is like contradictory to what people think um if that makes sense because I think also like Nigerians are very with the way they joke with like their kind of humor is very mm-hmm. I would say mean and rude but low-key is kind of mean <laughs> and rude, but, like we all understand so like we're pretty direct with each other we don't really like cut through like try extra hard to be polite mm-hmm. but I feel like yeah something I'm, I've noticed is like um people try extra hard, hard to be polite because like people may take it the wrong way so I, I tend to like step back a little bit and be like okay so how can I rephrase that in a way that wouldn't make me seem like I'm rude <laughs> but because that, that's not actually what I meant but um yeah so it's kind of it's like contradictory to what people think it's like the opposite oh I love that so much um no thank you for sharing I think it's always like 
you talked about like so many really cool things, but I did, I actually pulled out my notebook and took a note because you said it's so different being aware of something versus living it. And I think that's really mm -hmm. true, right? And I think that's true in so many different spaces. Um, it's called like the Dunning-Kruger Dunning -Kruger effect, but it's like the less you know about something, like the more you think you understand it and then you learn more about it and then you realize you don't know as much, right? So that's why you'll find that some people like, let's use like websites for an example. Like they maybe watched commercials about like Wix or Squarespace or something. And it's like, they don't know very much about building a website so they have like a very high confidence rating they like are like oh I could do that it'd be very easy I'll be very good at it and then like as they get into it and they start seeing how complicated it is on the back end they're like oh wait no now I understand this more so I realize that I know less right yeah. so it can be like a shock um you also talked about feeling dumb about things just because it was being like it was being presented in a way that you weren't used to it's like you know the topic but you just still feel, didn't feel like you know smart in certain areas like did you find that once you adjusted like your the like to how that was being taught and like the questions that were being asked it was easier or was there another way that you kind of started to realize like okay and get over that feeling of feeling like dumb yeah um yeah i think it's a little bit of both because on one hand i think one of the reasons why i felt that and i realized a little bit later is that I think this is something that's not necessarily apparent, but like, obviously as an African, like there is this, like in society, there's this automatic like assumption or pressure that makes you feel like, okay, obviously our system isn't as good or, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not up to par as like the Western system or like the Western culture. So I think literally just that, I think has an effect on like, me feeling like, okay, I'm coming from the system that isn't necessarily up to par as compared to the system I'm in right now. So chances of me really being up to the standard that other people are, are very low because that's kind of what I understand this whole thing to be. But I think like I had to come out of that and tell myself like, I'm here for a reason. Like, even if it's a different system, like they've seen that I'm able to, even if it's a, it's a different, I'm still able to like, work with this system and still succeed in it. Like that's literally the reason why I'm here, you know? So I think I just had to keep reminding myself that um, of, you know, that fact. And yeah, so that's, you know, one end, but then the other end is I just had to also learn how to, again, like use this system, I guess you would say. Um, so like the, the curriculum, I just had to like learn how it worked. And I feel like once I adjusted to, or like at least got used to it, um, mm -hmm. It was a lot easier and I, I also reached out to people who had experience in like the American curriculum mm -hmm. um, so that helps so like working with them and just you know over time like you you like I have to do like all my classes are basically you know so I kind of had to learn and I think that also helped too well, I mean, it's so like, you're so incredibly smart and I'm always just like, you know, um, and how you like manage things and work through difficulties. And I mean, basically what you're saying is like, you're dealing with this like hardship or the difficulty. And it's like, one is adjusting your expectations, two is asking for help. And that's really big. Like how comfortable, like, do you feel just overall in life, like asking for help? Cause like, not necessarily like from coming from a perspective of like, you know, being Nigerian, but just like in general, just like, do you feel like you're someone who is very comfortable to ask for help or not so comfortable to ask for help? Um, I think I, I'm getting more comfortable asking for help. I would mm -hmm. see that. Um, I think my biggest fear with you, like typically my biggest fear with asking for help is thinking that the uh, the person I'm asking help from is going to think I'm dumb because I don't know it. But I think something I've realized is that like 
there's people that are actually willing to help and don't, you know, see like they also want other people to like get better and i've just i've been so lucky to encounter people that are so willing to help me like in different areas um and there's still always that fear of like okay they probably think i'm dumb that i'm asking for help but like i've definitely learned to ask for help more because um at the end of the day like it's better to ask for help and grow and become better than to just like stay like remain in the same spots without and not ask for help like you know like I want to grow I want to become better and if asking for help is going to do that like I have to learn how to do that so I would say it's coming easier to me yeah Um, yeah I'm the same way I used to really struggle with asking for help and it was the same thing like since I so I grew up I didn't go to school like typical school so when I went into college like I had never been in a classroom before and so like uh, I had homeschooled through like I'm air quoting because you can't see us but like I had homeschooled you know kindergarten through high school and so um and then I took a break and then ended up going to college and like when I went to college like they were asking for some very simple things but I had just never never been in a classroom I didn't know what they were talking about and I felt so stupid like all the time and like I started like it's taken a long time I would say you know, well into my 20s for me to be able to like differentiate, like just because I don't know maybe some of these things that are like that you would learn in high school or something like that does not mean that I'm dumb, right? Like I'm an incredibly intelligent person, but it's just like, okay, I just like didn't have that part of my education. So it's like, you know, kind of getting over that a little bit and being able to like shift perspective and really embrace like, but I'm so good at all these other things. Right. And then also, yeah, but being able to ask for help was a really big lesson for me. I think it was really in my twenties and it was more in the context of entrepreneurship, which learning how to ask for help for your business, like is like also the same thing. Cause you're scared. Cause you're like, well, you don't want people to like not trust you or feel like you're not good at your job and like all of those things. And you're like, Oh, what if I get a reputation for not knowing anything or whatever, but then realizing like so much people have the exact same struggles or like, don't know what's going on. And then being able to recognize like how quickly things were able to shift. Like once I started asking for help. So instead of spending two weeks worrying about this, like one problem, I could just ask somebody, get some feedback and I could fix it in like one day or 10 minutes, you know, sometimes it's just that simple. And so it's like, okay, kind of makes more sense. But I think learning to ask for help in my business, like made it easier for me to learn how to ask for help in my personal life as well. So I could like have a little bit more, it's not even humility. It was just being a little vulnerable, being a little bit open. Right. So tell me a little bit about like, um, so you've done other internships before and everything we've talked about, like kind of the college experience, um, and like going into that and like what that was like. So what has it been like in the like work experience and the job course? Mm-hmm. I actually haven't. This is my first internship. In oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've done internships back in Nigeria, uh-huh. which I would say is completely different. Again, like, you know, in Nigeria, like I'm, it's just, I'm just working with Nigerians as opposed to here. Like I'm working with like a diverse group of people. Um, also people that I'm completely, I'm like different from um, yeah. culture wise. Um, so I would say like coming, I was a little bit scared of like this coming into this internship and I remember like talking to my friend about this because I was like oh my gosh like I feel like I'm going to go back to how it was like when I first went into college like you know mm-hmm. not really expect like knowing how the cu- culture is going to be like in the workspace so like would I feel dumber than everyone would I feel less than would I feel like I can't I shouldn't really speak because my accent is different would I mm-hmm. be made to feel like what I'm you know, my own points are not as smart or like as important or anything like that because those are things that I felt like right when I, you know, got into college and I was like, okay, this is another like 
college part two. <laughs> Is that what it's going yeah, to be? Yeah, right. <laughs> and my friends were telling me that, like, obviously, like, it's normal to feel that, but it really doesn't end up being like that. And I think, like, that helped me, obviously, to ease a bit of my anxiety. But, like, actually coming into, like, obviously starting this internship, like, it's definitely not been that. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm also, like, making sure that I don't feel like that because I know that that's not gonna like I need to I'm trying to work on myself in a way that like I'm setting myself up for success and I know that if I keep feeling or like allow myself to drown in that feeling of like I'm different I shouldn't speak because maybe my points are not that good or you know my accent is different then I'm just kind of low-key setting myself up for failure because I'm not gonna get what I'm I'm not going to be like a go-getter like you know I'm just going to sit there and allow people like walk over me and allow people like you know basically just take advantage of me and I know that that's not going to help help me in the future so like I think the awareness of that and being intentional about you know putting myself out there and being confident in my abilities and in myself and all of that stuff coupled up with just the environment that I've been in like I think it has been so positive it has been so encouraging um you make me feel like I'm so smart all the time like honestly and like I yeah so it's just it's not been what I expected like it's been way better than I expected so I think those two things have helped me kind of ease off that whole like anxiety or like stress I think I feel more confident in like getting into the American workspace um yeah that's wonderful. Thank you. Like, uh, yeah, I feel like kind of like shy because I'm like, oh, it's like I, you're like saying really nice things about me. And I'm like, no, thank you. It's, I really appreciate that. But yeah, like uh, it's a little bit like embarrassing um, maybe. But like, what would you tell to other interns um, or someone thinking about an internship? Like, I don't probably have a huge like uh, a lot of interns are college age students listening to this, but there are a lot of people who have like kids or grandkids or things like that, that they might like want to send this to and um, like be like, oh, like I listened to this podcast and, you know, I was listening to this, you know, someone talking about their inter- internship experience. Um, what would you get, what advice would you give to someone looking for an intern experience um, when it comes to looking for what kind of company to work for because there are like every company is different has different culture right has different you know vision all these different things so what did you look for when you were going through that process like because you got to interview with several different companies yeah um I think the first thing I would say is look for an encouraging space Mm -hmm. like I think that's especially because like I'm still young like we're still young we're in this mm-hmm. place where we're still exploring what we want to do and like still learning and I mean you always learn you always explore but I think especially at this stage like I'm like what do I even want to do you know so yeah. I think someone that's gonna like being in a space that's gonna encourage you to keep learning but also encourage you or like reassure you about like your ability and your capabilities I think that's something that's really important. Like you don't want to be in a space where you're looked down on or you're mm-hmm. just looked in a certain way that's not that's demeaning or that's not positive. Um, so I think that's something that's very important because you want to feel empowered and like <clears throat> encouraged to keep learning and keep exploring and putting your ideas out there and just being yourself in general. So I think, um, yeah, that's one thing I would say is very important when you're looking for where to work. I also think looking for somewhere that's, again, going to allow you learn different things. Because I know one thing, like, 
some people that do have an idea of what they want to do or like are very set in stone i know there's a tendency for people to be like you know this is what i want to do like this is the only thing i'm here to do like i'm only like focused on this one thing but mm -hmm. i think again like we're still young like be very it's good to be in a space that's going to allow you to be open-minded and like learn other things aside from the thing the only thing you came there to do essentially um yeah so i think those are two things that two advice that i'll give i like that yeah so looking for a place that has like a encouraging company culture which i think is important um one thing that stood out when we did our interview was that you did ask about like company culture and i thought that was really important and um it's during that time actually so we did our interviews a few months ago right like maybe i can't remember how long ago it was but it was a little bit so there was like a um like a little bit of time between when we did interviews and when you actually started. And right before we did that, I had already started thinking about how important it was for me to build out like the core values and things um, for Pretty Simple, which, you know, I had an idea of, but I hadn't like really properly formed it and put it into writing and everything. But because that question was asked so much times during the inter internship interviews, um, I was like, okay, I need to, it's time for me to get this down because there are so many things that were important to me. And yeah. one of them is creating a space, um, a workplace culture, which is hard to do when you're such a small company, but I feel like it's so important still because like whatever that energy is like from the beginning, it carries through. Right. And so every person you interact with, whether it's your customers, your co-founders, you know, interns, employees, like, you know, that company culture, it's going to be there whether or not you define it. Um, but when you can define it, you can speak to it in a more like eloquent way, but then also it creates a little bit more structure for us to make decisions by. So one of the projects I had you do um, and we worked on together was, you know, building out the core values of the company. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what it was like going through that process? Um, I think it was a fun project because I think it, especially because like just being a part of like actually building it out and communicating what exactly was happening so it's like it's one thing to like live in the like values that we stand for but also like actually bring like communicating it and putting it in words um so I think that was fun just trying to like think about how I think one thing that I really did like when trying to think about you know because what we did was that we all sat together and thought about the values that we thought applied to mm -hmm. us as we work um and I think I was just thinking about how I felt or like the things that I felt when I was working, like whenever I worked with you, like what did I feel? What values did I think were existing in that, um, you know, process? <laughs> so that's I think that was why like it was so cool for me to do. And I can should I go ahead and say like the ones that I really yeah whatever ones resonated with you or yeah, yeah. anything. Um, I think the first one is obviously diversity. Like I think like you're so big on diversity and I see the way you like, you're very intentional about like treating everyone fairly um, regardless mm -hmm. of any, like just treating everyone fairly. Like, you know, they, everyone has the right to exist fairly basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing was openness. I found mm -hmm. that like, I felt, I feel like you're so open to like my ideas, even though like, I'm like, I don't even know if this idea makes sense, but like, you're so open to ideas, feedback, criticism. You always want to, you know, like create a space that's open and comfortable for whoever you work with. And I really, really love that. I think that's so important because I'm very big on like people being comfortable yeah. in spaces with me being comfortable in a space. And I feel like that's one thing that has helped and has also been very encouraging 
also mm-hmm. so those two things I think would be like my biggest um the biggest values that resonate with me I love that. I love the openness. That is that is important. I mean, those things are all so, so important to me. Being a woman of color, you know, running a business, like it's just like, you know, sometimes it can be really overwhelming and it's hard. Like I, there's definitely been a lot of times in my life and in my career where I've been like the only woman in a room or the only person of color in a room. And like, it can feel overwhelming and it's just like, okay, like this has to shift. It has to change. And I, a big part of that is just creating spaces that are more open or intentionally inclusive, you know, cause it's just like, I, I think about like our um, developer meetup, like we, so I host a developer meetup with my co-founder. And so we just like literally put it on meetup and we're just like, Hey, like, you know, call it geeks and drinks. And like, let's invite a bunch of people, you know, um, software developers and coders and everything. And so like, we had um, some, like sometimes people would show up and everything and I'd look and it was like, like white males. And I'm like, okay, I know this doesn't match the demographic makeup of the coders in San Antonio. I was like, this isn't okay. And so we would have different, you know, women show up and they would, you know, kind of hang out for a little bit and they would leave. And I'm like, okay, we're not creating a space that's safe enough. So it wasn't about like, there wasn't much that I could do besides like, you know, engaging um, on like an initial level. But then I was like, okay, how can I help with this? And I was like, well, one is I can just talk to the men that were there and have conversation, even if it was a little uncomfortable. And like, that's why even in business where it's like, cool, like, let's talk about this and like, say, how can we be more open? How can we create a safer space? Like, are there things that we're doing that we don't recognize that we're doing that make people feel more alienated? And so um, I, I feel like it's important to have those conversations as much as possible and create spaces like that as much as possible. Um, for you, like, what's an important core value that's, oh, go ahead. Yeah, can I add on that point? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, like, it's easy to think, like, I know I sometimes would think, oh, like, I don't even know if, like, they're going to employ me or, like, I don't know if I'm going to be good enough for this like to them because it's like I don't know if they want to deal with like me being so different or like me you know like you know some people are not open-minded to like having people that are actually diverse like around them because that's like Mm -hmm. an added stress or whatever like you know people think about it in different ways Mm -hmm. so I think just the fact that I got the exact opposite from like you and just pretty simple in general like that has been amazing so how do you feel like I know you've mentioned a few different times that you felt like different that was like kind of a word that you use like do you think that as you've been like in the U.S. longer and like engaged with more people and like you said even just through the internship and being where you're at you've like met a lot of different people from a lot of different backgrounds do you um, kind of see um, more like how so many people feel that way too like from different perspectives of feeling like they don't fit in or feel different and like all those things yeah I do I see (laughs) it can be like in the littlest things like even through people's like personalities like just based on the personalities they'll feel like you know I'm different from everyone and like okay that's awkward but yeah I think everyone a lot of people have a tendency to feel different but I think there's also just like in general like there's some things that there's like an added pressure of like society making you feel even more different and the way you're treated in general Mm -hmm. um there's there's different levels to it but I do think that it's it's more common than I thought oh (laughs) yeah I mean and yeah definitely I mean we could literally talk for hours about like so many different things and like yeah social pressure or just I mean so many issues with like racism in the U.S. and like all that like it's disgusting and terrible so like yeah I definitely I definitely understand that um so let's chat a little bit about like 
So in this experience, like you said, economics was your focus. You're super excited about that. And you're, but you might be changing your major or do, are you fully decided on economics? Are you open to changing it or what are you thinking about that? Um, I'm still going to be doing economics. I, I don't plan on like pursuing economics <laughs> in like furthering that degree. I'm more, my minor is business. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm more in the business space. I generally like business, like management strategy, that kind of stuff. Like I kind of like the more business space and not necessarily economics. Like economics is okay, but like, that's not what I want to do. I think in like in terms of things I'm interested in, I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be in like maybe 15 years or anything, but I know that I I like spaces that allow me to be creative. I like thinking, um, I like brainstorming. So I think I like like strategy, but I also like to be creative what I do. So I think things that I'm considering, I do like marketing, I like consulting, I like the idea of like mm-hmm. thinking about what like a problem is and coming up with a strategy and tackling that and figuring out how to get to like an end goal Mm -hmm. I like marketing because it kind of mixes the I guess you could say brainstorming part and like the creative I mean brain no analyzing and brainstorming into like creating kind of um so like I don't know if that makes sense Um, yeah yeah well it's like Go ahead. What you going to say? Oh, I was going to say marketing is a nice mix between the technical side of like, you know, um, analyzing conversion points and like all of that, but like the technical side, but then also like the psychological side of like people yeah, too. Exactly. So I think just like, I like that kind of stuff in general. So those are like areas that I'm interested in going into. Um you know, I actually like, let me like backtrack for just a second. This is, we started talking about that. I was like, I wanted to ask a question um, in your perspective. Like I do have a lot of business owners um, that listen to the podcast. Um, like what are things that business owners from your perspective can do to create a more open workspace or like more inclusive workspace, a safer workspace? Like we talked about the core values a little bit, but like, just, you know, I don't know, just based on your experiences, are there things that you feel businesses could be, you know, uh, can think about at least when they're kind of putting together their strategies or just be aware of as they have their policies and just how they're interacting with the world in their day-to-day life? How can they be more inclusive? That's a good question. Yeah, it's not, it's kind of a heavy question. Yeah, um, I would say, I think one is with, interactions or like day-to-day interactions especially with employees I think your reaction to the way the ideas that people have and the or the the ideas that people have or like in and how they could be different how you react to that and how you encourage mm-hmm. um and uplift people based like even though their ideas or like the the perspective that they're coming from is different I think that goes a long way because for example like if I if I if I gave an if I had an idea or like came had a perspective that was different from like how you usually go about it but maybe I'm used to that's kind of something that is the way I thought about it is related to my culture and like what I'm kind of used to if my employer looked at me in like a um that's dumb (laughs) like that's just not yeah then 
that's not going to make me feel, I'm going to feel like I can't really be myself and like project whatever ideas that I have, regardless of if it's, if it's different from what, you us- what you're used to, you know? Mm-hmm. But then if you, if my employer reacted in a way that was like, okay, yeah, nice. Like, I would like to try that. It's like, you know, asking, even asking more questions about like, like, you know, if, if it had to do with maybe my culture or something, like asking more questions about that, like trying to get to know the person also, mm-hmm. I think it's also going to help with making them feel comfortable. Mm, I like that. So asking questions, but I mean, that's like, it's like such a simple thing, like ask questions and get to know the person. <laughs> it's like, it really can go a really long way. Ask and- questions, get to know the person, react in, uh, receive their, what they say in like, in a positive and encouraging way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's like, it's always important to me. So, I mean, um, I don't know that I've really talked about my philosophy behind internships before on the podcast or anything, but I mean, the way I see it, a lot of people, I think, um, are very unprepared to have interns, um, or they just kind of like see it as like, oh, this is like um, less expensive labor or things like that. And I'm like, no, it's really about your experience, right? Like, yeah, it's great because it's like having help and moving forward with the business for sure. It's very valuable as an employer, but I think it's important, like the more important thing is to make sure that like I always think about anyone that's coming through you know as an intern with any of the companies that I work for is that you come away with an experience of like learning about all these different things like being able to kind of like spark you know your passions or you know help you understand better what you're interested or not interested in have like a diverse group of like things that you're learning besides just like oh you're just gonna do this one thing because you're younger and like you know social media I think that's like one thing that people get really sucked into it's like oh you're young do social media and that's it you know or it's like no like I think that you're capable of so much more so it's like that's that's awesome and we'll definitely work on that stuff but then getting to work on different parts of it I think that's really important um and having a lot of conversations and asking like I like to ask like what do I what can I do better and um honestly like uh for my business owner listeners out there when I bring on an intern one of the first things that I do is like ask them even in the interview stage of like what can I do better what can the company be doing better and you'll learn so much about a person um and just like how they think like if they're comfortable and like can give you like some thoughtful feedback like I'm so excited about that where I'm like yeah I will definitely add so many points in my head if you can give me nice constructive criticism on something I'm doing that I could be doing better for sure because then I'm like cool that's somebody who can challenge me in my workspace too so it's like not just someone who's like oh whatever you say everything's perfect like no I'm so far from perfect (laughs) like you know I want feedback (laughs) from an outside perspective Um, and then another thing I do is just try and get as much feedback from an outside perspective as soon as possible, because even after a few weeks, you're more, you know, comfortable with the company, you know how things run and you don't realize and you kind of forget what your initial first perspective is. And so that's kind of how I see that going. Awesome. Well, um, I want to be Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know like you approach um your intern, well, your interns as like through a mentorship kind of way like you're they're not just working for you it's kind of like you also want to help them grow as like professionally and just as people in general but do you think that comes with like the side of you that enjoys making people better and like mentoring people and coaching people like because I'm I'm thinking like I think with for someone that doesn't really that's not really doesn't (laughs) either come naturally to them or they don't really care about that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. It would be, it's a bit, it was a bit less natural for them to approach, you know, their internships that way. You know what I mean? They sure. 
it's easier for them to see as like this is just work for this person so i wonder if you think that there's a kind of like a natural aspect to that um coaching sure well I definitely um I agree I do have like a natural like instinct to want to nurture somebody else and like help and like mentor them through things Mm -hmm. and I know but for me part of it is learned like I do have that but I would say like when I was a younger business owner I wasn't that way I was very much more like it's my way or the highway like kind of like that I was much much more rigid And it's taken me time and maturity to kind of like understand like, okay, if I take the time to mentor someone versus just like do it this way and then I'll just fix it and then be done with it versus taking the time to explain reasonings why and like walking through that process. Um, So I think part of it is learned um, as much as it is natural, but I would even challenge people and this might sound a little like rude or something, but like if you don't like necessarily, I don't think you're good at mentoring someone Um, you can work to get better at it for sure. But it's like, I also feel like you probably shouldn't be taking on too much interns if you don't have that capacity, because then you're not really creating the value for them in the same way that, you know, with the value that you're receiving. So I think that's how I would like look at it, you know, where I've had people, um, even clients who have said, they're like, oh, um, I want to get interns. And I'll tell them like, you're not ready to like understand the time that it takes to like walk someone through all these things and like teach and conversations and stuff. Like you're just not on that space yet. And then so you have to kind of be in a space that you have the mental capacity to be able to do that or even just the time, right? Because like, especially in the early stages of business, like when you're creating like the systems around everything, like, and that's the part of where I'm at in my business that you're walking into for this business for pretty simple, um, where it's like, you know, documenting everything and like building out the systems, like it takes so much more time. Right. So it's like, I could do this one thing in 20 minutes, but instead we're going to take an hour and a half and like teach you how to do it, document everything, you know? So it's like, it does, it doesn't necessarily just save a bunch of time. You know what I mean? So that's, I think that's just like one of the biggest things about internship programs and things like that, where it's like, I would love for business owners, owners to understand better is that it's not just, you know, having somebody come and do some work for you. It is a mentorship, mentoring opportunity. And it is like about the intern. And then also that like, it's not just going to be a time saver. You know, it's like, it's going to actually take more time than it is. Like if you were just to do everything yourself, you know, in the long run, the payoff is there, but definitely not in the beginning. (laughs) Especially for small businesses, right? Because you have all these things that you're thinking about coupled with like someone that you're trying to mentor and coach and create value for you know this internship and like obviously for bigger businesses like it's a bit different because if there's like an internship program in place right and I know that sometimes Mm -hmm. you can assign buddies to like these interns so it's not really the business owner that's putting like having all this on their back right yeah exactly responsibility (laughs) so it's you know I think it's a lot it's a lot more work but like you said, I think you think it's rewarding, but thank you so much because like, that's also something that's really important. Like having, uh, being employed by someone that also cares about making sure that the internship is creating value for you as an intern. So, yeah. Oh yeah. You're so welcome. So I guess to kind of like start wrapping up, like, like, let's just chat about you as a person, like, you know, you have an audience, like you have, there's people that listen and everything like, you know, what are some things that are really important to you that you just wish more people understood more? And I ask that because I feel like it's just, it's important. Like when you have any platform, it's like, what can you say 
you know, what do you wish people under, understood better? Because we all have those ideas of what's important and we wish we could just say to lots of people at once, but not doesn't always naturally come up. So I don't know, whatever comes up for you. Yeah. Okay. I think the world needs more grace. I think we should all be kinder to each other and like allow people more grace. Because I think it's easier to be so harsh on everyone else but yourself I mean we are harsh on ourselves but like I think we tend to be so quick to write people off like off the bat like once someone does something wrong once or like this thing we 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 associate like maybe one thing that someone does to like their whole personality or like their whole person and we're just quick to judge and quick to write people off and be mean to people in general so I think we all need to be more graceful to each other. I think if we're just kinder and allow people, it also just gives a space for people to want to grow and learn and be better. Because if everyone is just harsh <laughs> and like doesn't give everyone grace, like no one is even gonna want to be, it's just not creating an environment that would allow people want to learn and grow and change. So I think like being kind and affording everyone grace, that's something that I would want everyone to know. <laughs> that's so beautiful I love that so much I remember that I, I like whenever I see like really old couples together I always ask them like what's the secret <laughs> like you guys have been together for 50 years you know it's so rare and um I remember one gal she said kindness and she was like look for kindness um in people like whether it's your partner friendships like anything like kindness can cover so many things like you can have a lot of qualities um but if you don't have kindness that kind of like cancels everything else but in the same like in the opposite way like if you have kindness like that covers so many things like it comes from a good place it comes from the kind place and that's like when you have that and that's how you interact with the world like that says so much to a person and um about a person and i just like i love that so that's really beautiful thank you for sharing so i mean how was it? How was your first podcast? You've never, you said you listened to podcasts before. You um, were a little bit nervous about like, inter like, you know, doing a podcast episode together, but like, what do you, what are your thoughts? Good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was exciting. Like I do, I like sharing, you know, my perspectives and everything. Like I just like talking in general, even though I'm not like, I'm quiet, but like, I like, I have a lot to say if that makes sense most times but um it was nice to actually like record a podcast for the first time because it's something I've been wanting to do like I've been telling my friends that we're gonna even if we might not post it we're just gonna like record talk shows just for fun and <laughs> just talk and record it um but yeah I think it was really nice it was nice to like get out that's right these are things that I talk to my friends about so it was nice to actually like put it out there and you know post it for whoever is gonna see this um yeah. yeah so I'm excited I think also the I'm realizing that maybe the more I talk I would probably get comfortable with the way I speak and being mm -hmm. confident in that if that makes sense Sure, oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think like with anything, you just get more comfortable, whether it's on camera or podcast or social media, it's like you just kind of you find your voice a little bit and get more comfortable with just being like authentic and not like overthinking like what you're saying and everything. But I 100% think, think that if you want to start a podcast, you should like having that creative out like, like output is like so important. But also like, 
just like really laid back conversations if it's just with friends and everything because like you don't know how that's going to affect someone because what i love about like podcasts in general or even like social media and things like that is that like just hearing from someone else's perspective um and like their experiences and things like that i think it helps them to feel less alone like that's how i feel like i love it when i can listen to someone's like content and i can see myself in it and i'm like oh okay i thought that was just me or like oh that person has those insecurities that's crazy like i would never think that they would have those insecurities and it makes me feel better about myself and so it's like cool if i can do that and kind of like pass that on and so for you like it's the same thing like you have like you have something to say, like we all have something to say, we all have experiences and a unique perspective on the world. And when we can share those experiences, it can mean a lot for somebody else who might be going something similar or be able, uh, or even be able to find like different parallels to like, oh yeah, like, you know, how we talked about at the beginning, like, you know, you felt really, you know, air quotes, like dumb going into school, like and learning and navigating that. And like, I've had so much of those feelings where I just like, was well, like, I'm dumb, I'm not good at anything. And like had a lot of those experiences. And so even for me as myself now, it's just kind of like, I'm like, oh yeah, like that's a strong shared experience that we have, but like we can have the conversation and both walk away feeling like more seen, more understood and also like less alone, right? It's like when we can um, share those experiences, the good and the bad and the ugly with other people, then it allows us to feel less alone. And I think that's a huge part of like everything that I do is like when I can create anything that helps someone feel seen, right? Cause it's like, I understand like times I haven't felt seen or I felt times I felt comfortable or, you know, like I'm not good at anything or insecure, all those things. And now it's like, when I can create anything that makes somebody feel more seen, then that's like, I feel like that's my legacy. That's what I'm doing to make a change in the world, even if it's just in a very small way. So, all right, well, I think that's it. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up for time, but thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations on your first podcast. Um, I'm excited to see what happens next. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>